Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? We haven't done these in a while, actually. For those of you who hadn't heard any of these episodes, I'll recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you have heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kimmy episodes. But I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching with them. And sometimes I hear from them and sometimes I don't. But the ones I do, it is so amazing and rewarding when I hear the countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved overall and how often they end up finding love, but quite often the love happens within themselves. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. And whether that is on a podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too. And it all starts with a call. And so today I am bringing on a podcast listener where that's all it started. It was She was listening to the podcast for some time and finally decided to hop on the free private breakthrough calls that I offer. And so for you listening, that is always an option for you. A lot of people don't like realize or listen to the end that I offer these calls, but she, she did it. And um, thank goodness she did because it was something that really you know, changed her life. And we're going to hear her talk about it. Back when we spoke, she was ready to take action by the time she took that call and wanted to break the patterns of attracting emotionally unavailable men. So here's the thing. She had done a lot of work. She had gone to therapy, but she didn't know the action steps to change these patterns necessarily. She also realized that being a high achiever, perfectionistic, and outcome-oriented was not serving her in this area of her life, and it was keeping her stuck in her head and fell into somewhat of an analysis paralysis state. And she wanted to experience coaching to work through her dates to help her shift perspectives and attract an available man eventually that provides more emotional intimacy. And here's the thing. She realized after we started working together that the reason why she was attracting emotionally unavailable men was because she wasn't necessarily 100% emotionally available. And this was evidenced by her knowing that she was closed off when she would first meet guys. She was guarded. She would take a long time to warm up on dates and she would only flirt and have fun for that matter when she determined it was okay that she trusted the guy. And because of all that, she would find that men would find her intimidating or hard to read. And sometimes there was this lack of chemistry that would happen. And the irony was that before working together, most of her relationships were dependent on experiencing fireworks and sexually charged chemistry, which by the way, most people do. But the thing that I worked with her on, and if you listening, if you relate to this, the more she worked on opening herself up and being more present, being aware of her feelings, her thoughts, setting boundaries, being playful, building emotional chemistry, 
as she was doing that, then she didn't rely as much on the, the tornado chemistry, as I call it, right? The ones that come in fast and furious and as fast as they come, they go, right? Those are the ones that end up like kind of fizzling out and that left her feeling kind of empty. After doing a ton of work on herself and data dating, as I call it, with different men and realizing how to shift her patterns, she has definitely attracted better partners for herself. And more importantly, she is opening up and learning how to express herself, set boundaries, and become just more confident overall. In fact, she's detecting signs now with these men earlier and earlier and not staying in things that doesn't serve her. But I'll let her tell you the rest. Welcome, Kim. Are you there? I'm here. Thank you so much, Kimmy, for having me on. I've been so excited to continue on this journey with you. It's been so wonderful. Oh, I was just so happy that you could come on and thank you for like also just sharing your story. Cause like I, we were talking offline that th- the journey that you've been on, I think is just such a common one where like, you know, you've been doing a lot of work. Cause that was the thing that was impressive about you. Like you had done the work. It wasn't that, but it was more about the action piece in relation to as you were dating, how to shift some things. So I'd love for you to just share a little more about your journey from your perspective. Like before you took that call with me, what was your life like? What was happening before? Yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up really beautifully in that I was definitely out in the dating world. And I would say, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't so hard for me to get on the dates, but I kept looking for that that dopamine hit, that firework, that chemistry. And it's so rare, you know, I think that you really find that. And when you do, it doesn't always tend to be that nice slow burn where you get to really yeah. know the other person on the line. And so when I would go on dates, like that was the one main kind of key element that I was looking for because that's what I had known. So all of my previous relationships and really reflecting back when I took the time to think about it, they all started in that big boom way where you have the hard eyes that are popping out of, you know, the cartoon yeah. <laughs> character. <laughs> right. And, and as I started, you know, as we did our work together, it's kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that's where I needed somebody to hold up the mirror and say, Hey, there's another way to go about this. And let's build that path together to really determine what does it look like to start walking on a new path and taking a new journey. And I didn't know how to put those steps in place. And that's where you really came in to help me. And as I started walking down the new journey, I looked back and I realized that, you know, I, because of the relationships I was going into, I actually never really dated. Mm. I didn't take the time to go on the first day and the second day and the third day and the fourth day, all the way up to the 10th day. And, and, and I have had that recently. And each date that you go on is so critical in a great way, because you get to learn more about the person in a way that feels like you're walking up a small flight of stairs, as opposed to just going from one to a hundred and reaching the top, which mm-hmm. is what I'd had. And go on one date and we'd be in a relationship, go on three dates. And we were like, you know, all the way in for three to six months. And my last one was three years. And that was a long time, but still that same chemistry that happened in the upfront. So it was so, it was so much bigger. It was like my whole world expanded. I was just on this entirely new planet, right? And with that comes a lot of excitement and a lot of fear and nerves. Um, And I felt really lucky that I was able to meet someone while we were coaching who really held the space 
for me to step into this new territory in a way that I was able to do it slowly because I did need to take my time. And I really was deciphering like, wow, like I'm in a new, I'm on a new planet. There's new air to breathe, right? There's new things to look at. And, you know, and, and I have somebody who's willing to like, to be standing next to me through that journey as well, which mm. I was, part of me, I think was scared too. And I'm like, oh, no one's going to kind of stop and, and wait for me or go my speed. Right. Because I don't yeah. know fast in the past, which is, I love that that rhymes too, fast in the past. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No. And that, and I remember, you know, like when our, we had our first call together, like some of those things that you were talking about and you know, it's so common when you rely on those kind of fireworks, right? Or that spark, things do happen so fast. And when they happen so fast, you you really lose yourself. And I think that was mm-hmm. something that really came to me about you is that like where I was sitting, I'm like, gosh, she's such an amazing woman, but I don't think she knows it. <laughs> you know, like there was this sense of like, not really even knowing who you were, you know, separate from, you know, these interactions. And then when you stayed longer than you should have, like, like again, it's like, who am I kind of thing? And, yeah. um, the confidence piece, I think that's so key. Like, you know, just learning how to have your voice and ask for what you want and paying attention to who's serving you and who's not, that just wasn't like there, like you just weren't aware of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was a pick Misha, if you've heard that term, you know, where I'd go. No, in what is that? A, a pick Misha, like pick me, pick me, please pick oh, me. Oh, pick me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because, and mm. I would like my whole energy would shift to basically saying like, please see my worth. Please pick mm. me in this journey. Please take me, right? What can I do? What can I add? What can I contribute? And, you know, I have gained so much self-confidence. And I think once you kind of step into a new space, you get to look back and you get to see, wow, like that's that's where I was before, right? And when I do look back, um, I recognize that part of me in that time was had a belief that I was like, I have to give value in order to be seen and cherished and loved in a relationship. Like I have to do something for this person. I'm not enough just as who I am and what I bring to the table just as Kim, right? And I worked, I was trying so hard in in past relationships to do and try and give and bend and fit and mold. And and through the work that we've done together, I feel so differently. Like that's where I feel like I can stand on my own two feet and have that inner self-concept of who I am and the confidence that that goes along with it. And I brought that forward in my dates. And I would say like the person that I did end up dating, he, the first thing he said to me through dates one through six was, I absolutely love your confidence. Mm. I am so attracted to your confidence. And that was, and that was so different than anything in the past because it wasn't planning events and planning dates and giving this and coming with, it was, it was who I was. And it was me feeling, right? Like I can stand in my own power and that that was going to be seen and that was seen and that was valued. And that's huge. Like that. And what, like what a true Testament that validation you got from the men. And I think that's, you know, been part of the journey as you're like going through these different dating experiences with the men, like how they're showing up, the feedback you're getting. And it's definitely different than before. And I, I want to just highlight what you said about now, 
you know, really recognizing kind of that internal validation because it's so true when you are so used to giving, giving, giving and bending and molding to make someone else happy, you're depending on their happiness to give you that validation, which is so different than you like giving it to yourself and really demanding it more from other people, not like, oh, do you like me? Do you like me? Like, pick me, pick me, as you said, you know? And so I love that that was such a big shift and part of the transformation. Do you remember, Kim? Like, because I think it was maybe one of our first calls when like we we were also putting it together where that was stemming from, going back to like your family and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reflecting on all the childhood stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, absolutely. I grew up in a really chaotic household. Um, where everybody had so much going on in their own worlds that there wasn't really time or space for me yeah. as a child. And I had to do a lot of parenting my parents um, mm-hmm. in addition to that. So I was very isolated having to take care of my own needs because that I was not a priority as a child. And then there was also trying to self-soothe my parents yeah. in ways that worked for them. And so that's all I've known is really getting love from actions that I've contributed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And also on the other side of the priority, like something that's come up recently for me as I've been dating is my, how much I value having to be prioritized. And when I say it, I say it almost in that way because, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Like it's important and you have to be prioritized in a relationship. But for me, it's like I'll hyper fixate on it right now. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, Am I prior like are these actions? Do they mean that I'm I'm being prioritized or and it's a lifelong journey, right? You kind of break through one area and you start to go into another and you're like, oh, here we are, here's another one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think right. it goes away, but I think you you grow into, okay, this is an area that was definitely a moment that came from trauma of my childhood. I can see it. Mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of grow into it and out of it in the in the best way and then you go into a new space right and it's all you know changes and it flows and and that's where I think the value of growth comes into play because I'm happy for these experiences I value them so much I wouldn't ask for anything different because it gives me an opportunity to self-reflect you can't change the partner right but you can look at your actions and how you choose to show up and say what can I do on my own with coaches, with self-help that I can do through books, through knowledge, through learning to show up, to optimize myself, to level up so that I can be the best version of myself, utilizing this lesson, utilizing this opportunity. And it's it's like a never-ending journey, right? Mm -hmm. In an exciting way, or at least that's how I like to see it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And thank you for sharing about the family thing. You know, it's, it's, and it's not to dig up old bones, but also to recognize the connection because I think that was part of the like aha moments that you had because you had you had done work around that before. Like, like you you knew kind of where some things were coming from, but sometimes you don't recognize in real time in the present time, how it shows up. And so it's one thing to kind of recognize it. It's another thing to tie it together. But then the third thing is, what do you do about it to shift? And that's what I really admired about you because you really leaned into that. You really said, okay, well, I know where this is coming from, 
but you just needed a roadmap and a little like data dating, as I call it, to mm-hmm. to recognize like, well, when you do this action, this is why this will continue to happen. Or when you do this action, this is how you'll get rid of it, you know, kind of thing. So because that's what I wanted to ask you about. Like, do you remember some of the kind of top exercises or skills that were helpful in, in breaking some of those patterns for you? Yeah, I loved the, uh, I don't know exactly what you call the chemistry analysis or the analysis. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Where, right. So like every time I'd go on a date, you know, to be having you like list different parameters or qualifiers and okay, I'm going to let you say what they are. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. And then um, for each category, after I would go on the date, I would put the person's name, where we went on the date, just as a memory, what date it was and rank from a scale of one to 10, how I felt in each area. And uh, I started, I remember, I remember when I started dating someone in this, in our process together. Mm-hmm. And initially like, it was like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And then <laughs> I went on the second date and the third date. And by the third date, it was like four, eight, <laughs> two. <laughs> right? And I was like, wow. But you know what? That was a person that I would have dated in the past. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. He would, he would have been the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's the hook, right? Because yeah. we're so used to getting attracted to what we get attracted to and not even realizing, you know, why that could be a problem later on, you know? And so that was, yeah, I do remember that. And I also remember, remember we were working on just being more playful and kind of flirty and, you know, cause there was a lot of seriousness. Do you remember that in your interactions? Yeah. I was going, I was going out on dates, looking at these men who I was sitting across from, like, are you my husband? Right. <laughs> and that is really scary to somebody on the other end. Because yeah. who knows? I mean, every single date, there's so much different nuances that come into play, right? But it's because I didn't, I never dated before, right? Mm-hmm. I was getting into these really quick things and it felt so good and amazing and getting all these dopamine hits. And, you know, it was just like, we were like skyrocketing into like outer space. I never went through the dating process and I had not recognized that fully until I went through the dating process for the first time at 35 yeah I mean here we are and that's okay right and it was it was amazing and it was uncomfortable and it was there was so many moments of playfulness and there were so many moments of overthinking and it all it's all there yeah all there it all comes out and you know it's just the newness of like working through new things Right. Right. And, and to that point, like, I remember you sending me some texts with some of these guys and I mean, some of it was like kind of too serious or you were like questioning some things. And I was like, Kim, just remember that we crafted some like flirty things to say. And I think there was that one day where I'm like, Kim, just go in. Like you are the hottest number ever because you weren't attracted to that one particular guy, I think. And and you just showed up like Jessica Rabbit. You're like, all right, I'm going to do it. You know, and you did it. And, I, and there was a different result that you got from it. Not that that guy ended up being your guy, but it was, again, just like how you show up in the beginning is often what you dictate for, you know, the rest of the relationship and how you show up for yourself. So I do. I yeah. remember those moments that you were shifting there. Yeah. And I would, I would really dismiss men easily. Very, very yes. easily. <laughs> like I would go on one. I mean, I, I was a, a one and dunner. Um, for a long time mm-hmm. and I would go on and be like oh there's no chemistry here oh 
not like he's not a 10 out of 10 for me moving forward right and you know you really helped me to slow down and, and to just be that reminder that just because just because you're not floating in outer space at this point doesn't mean that you know we don't want that right like let's go let's let's go to the other side of the realm and the person i did end up dating i i was unsure through date five i was still going in i was like i don't know i don't know like this feels weird this feels different i'm not sure but every time i would go out with him it was great we had a good time and i would still come back being like i don't know because it was so my nerve it's like my nervous system just wasn't used to feeling that way Mm-hmm. And you encouraged me the whole way through. Green flags, keep going. Green flags, keep yeah. going. Green right. flags, keep going. And then I ended up dating this person. It was so. so beautiful to watch. Yeah. And and it's almost like this, like uh, a tug of war, you know, within yourself. And because I could I could feel it from you, like you said, it, like in your nervous system, it just didn't recognize that it's like, well, where's the chemically charged sexual attraction? And I'm not feeling the butterflies and, you know, like, but that slow burn that we were working on. And like you said, it's, it's always a quest, you know, it's a constant, like, you know, quest for building in that area. But the more that you learn to build that emotional connection, that, that was something that just completely shifted. I, I remember the call when you're like, Oh, Kim, I like, I really like him. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. yeah. And it was a cool shift to see, you know? So, and I would say one of the biggest eye opening moments for me in that relationship was, you know, I was so used to feeling so much of that dopamine hit, like up front and the big chemistry. And for this person that I'm dating, when we got to the point of cuddling and, you know, and, and more of that intimate space. I had, I've never felt what I would call it, which is corny, but I never felt so comfortable and more at home. Like, like mm-hmm. I belong, we belonged in that space together. Right. And it felt so right. I kept saying, this feels so right. And I had never, I had not felt that level of intimacy with mm-hmm. even somebody that I date for three and a half years. Kim, so, that's huge. That's huge. Huge. I mean, I mean, I just, I feel like I've learned so much and going out into the dating world, I, there was such a fear factor. I was so scared. I was so scared of getting hurt. I was so scared of just kind of being my authentic self and what if it's rejected, you know? And, and once you kind of get past the other side of fear and you're just like, just do it, right? Like the Nike yeah. said, just do it, show up, just be there. It's like, you go into like, you go into like a whole new space, it's like, wow, the, the world's so much brighter over here. You know, <laughs> the sun's shining brighter. The flowers are like more colorful. Like you just got to go through it because yeah. it's worth it. Oh, I love that you said that. I know it's, it's when dating is not fun, that's when you know that things need to shift. And it was, it was awesome watching you have fun, you know? And, and once you had that positive kind of energy with it, that's when you started attracting these guys too. It was really cool to watch. Um, I, and I would say like, what would, what helped you kind of get over that hump of, you know, maybe hopelessness or negativity or, you know, that feeling bad, you know, about 
stuff like that. Cause I'm sure there's people listening who are in that state. I think it was, it was a mix of things. Mm -hmm. It was kind of to the point where I just said like being able to put the fear aside and almost like hype myself up to be like, what's the worst that, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to meet someone. It's going to be great. I'm going to be my authentic self. And I get to use this as like a, like a a test experiment, right? Like see Mm -hmm. how people start reacting to me. That was one. And then the other one was really working on my own self-confidence and identifying like, what are the things that I love about myself? What do I feel like I just, just as Kim, right. As who she is, how, like, how do I see myself showing up in relationships? Kind of like what, not what do I have to bring to the table? It's not about that, but it is like, I know that like, I can be, I'm an amazing partner. I'm supportive. I hold, right. All of these qualities that not only do you have currently, but that you aspire to have and that you're working towards mm-hmm. and just kind of going into the world in that way and being like, you know, we're going to have fun. I'm going to be myself. I know who I am and what I have to offer. I'm confident in that. And and pulling back and trying to not control the outcomes so mm-hmm. heavily, you know, letting the other person kind of come through. I felt like I had to hold the reins all the time. And I had yeah. to, I was doing things to kind of get reactions to control, like to see, does this, does this person like me? How do they feel about me? Just letting go and just mm-hmm. letting go and just being present to the experience that was there. Yeah. And for someone who, like came to me with these kind of outcome oriented types of thinking and, you know, like needing that control, having a hard time letting go to hear you say what you just said in a matter of months is really like impressive. And especially given that your journey, you know, with your family, it's, you know, cause you had to have some sort of sense of control and you were trying to make sense of your environment and how to, and ways to get love, you know, when you're a little girl and it just gets imprinted on all of us, you know, just those messages. And the fact that you overrid a lot of those messages and really kind of leaned into this process and who you are, that's why like, you are where what you what you are because you did the work. I mean, that's the other thing I want to commend you for because sometimes, like you know, you might sign up for coaching or therapy, but you don't do the work, and you did the work. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. And you know, it's like because I look at it as like this is my life, right? And like I want to have, I want to make my life the best that it can be. You know, talk about like outcome oriented, right? But I do, and I, I know I forever. Like I've always wanted to like have a husband and a family, and and. And I want to be able to step into a place where I feel like I'm proud of who I am and how I show up in relationships and, mm-hmm. and that I feel like I am my like authentic self and I'm able to kind of be out there in the world and not, and just be me regardless of outcomes and regardless yeah. of how other people are interpreting that. And, you know, I, and, and to the point of what you just said too, like, all of those elements work so well in my business on the business side. Mm. You know, it's why I am successful in the business world. And it took me a minute to really understand that just because you show up in the business world does not mean that that's how you have to show up in relationships. And I had to pull those pieces apart so I can go into business and still be action oriented in control, like, you know, kind of leading teams, right? That's my job to do that. Mm. But at home with partners in family life, I get to step back now 
Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and that's the space that I'm really, really moving into. I was stepping back and letting someone else come in and say, hey, I, I'm showing up too. I can take care. I can come forward. I can plan. I can do. I want to do because I care about you. Kim, it's so beautiful. I I love everything that you're saying. And you're, you're just so well spoken. And and I know people who are listening to this, it's just, it's going to touch so many because I was going to ask you just as an ending note, what would you say to somebody who is maybe like where you were at before our first call thinking of maybe getting help in this area, but just they haven't bit the bullet yet, or they're scared, you know, like how we're talking about the fear factor, what would be something you would say to help them? I mean, without being so direct and short, it's like, if you're thinking about it, if it's top of mind for you, invest in yourself because Mm -hmm. you're only going to see positivity out of it. It's one of those investments that pays off immediately. You will get immediate instance um, payment and the payment is you, right? I mean, we spend so much time and energy and monetary aspects like out in the world, making clothing wise or event, whatever it is, but what about the inside, right? This is going to be like a lifelong change. And, and I will say like, it feels so amazing being on the other end of it. Like where I came from to where I am now with the confidence and how I show up and knowing what I, what I, you know, what I want and being able to set boundaries and the type of relationships that I want to be in, that's invaluable. Invaluable. I mean, and this is our life, right? This is like your partner who you're going to like live with and have a potential family with, or at least spend your time with. Like, I mean, what, what better investment I think can you do than, than yourself and your future partnership? It's, it's so meta too, to what we're talking about, right? Cause like, if you're someone who maybe never looked at your self-worth and always like your worth was outside yourself, investing in yourself is like the first step to even saying, Hey, I'm worth it in a way. Right. And so I love what you just said. It's hard to put a price tag on happiness. It really is. It really, right. It's like that whole, like it's priceless, but it really is is. (laughs) because you know what it does? It, I would say there's so much value that I got when I, in my relationship aspect, but you know what? It's how I also show up at work. It's how I show up to acquaintances. It's how I show up to my friends. When you have, when you start to change internally, it's not just applied to one aspect in one territory or area of your life. It's a full body. It's a holistic application. Mm -hmm. So your life in so many other areas starts to shift and change too in the best ways. Amen. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, oh my gosh, Kim, I'm just, I, you know, this, I've said it to you over and over again. I adore you. I'm just so happy for you with this like kind of newfound confidence. And I know it's just going to keep soaring because it's, it's like, it, it's clicking, it's working and you do deserve the best. So thank you again. And thank you, Kimmy. You've been such, you know, I would say more than a coach you know, at different times, a friend, a mentor, a counselor, a psychologist, you know, it really was, you know, you have so many different areas that you're able to pull out depending upon what's going on at the time or like where that need really is um, on our side of things. And that was just so incredible to have a partner uh, as we're seeking partners. So thank you so much for being that and for all of the 
this incredible guidance and and I want to say structure in terms of helping to find that path and that journey forward. Oh, thank you, Kim. Thank you. And I'm glad. I was so glad to be that partner for you. So thank you. I can't wait to just hear about your success and please, please keep in touch with me. Okay. Absolutely. Well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And thank you for joining me today, you listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Make sure that you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date smarter, not harder, to attract the right kind of love for you, no matter what that is for you. And hop on that private call, just like Kim did in the very beginning of her journey with me, and click the link you see in the show description to do that. And who knows, maybe you will be the next success story on my podcast after your first call. Remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. 